Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. This episode we have Netflix 261st film from 2020. It's the dance comedy Work It. It's directed by Laura Teruzzo and stars Sabrina Carpenter, Lisa Koshy, Kanan Lonsdale, Michelle Bateau and Jordan Fisher. I'm Jesse and I am here solo for this episode. We're into the 260s of uh, Netflix original films. Still got a long way of 2020 to go through. Um, we'll get there. We'll get there eventually. Uh, as always, this is going to talk a little bit about this film. So if you're keen on checking the film, work it out <laughs> or, or view the film. Um, give us a pause and come back later on because I'm going to jump into our fast flicks where we do a quick little summary of what the film is all about. So this one is about a girl who needs to find out who she truly is. Is she a studious bookworm or a dancer? <sighs> Question, question, which one is she going to pick? Uh, and we'll find out in this film and in this discussion probably as we go. But how, how did this film end up on Netflix, I guess? Let's let's have a chat. And we go back to April 2nd of 2019 where Adam Fogelson of STX announced that the film um, and he was going to produce it alongside Alicia Keys, big famous musician Alicia Keys. Um, jump forward a month to May 2nd, 2019. It was announced that Sabrina Carpenter, Lisa Koshy and Kanan Lonsdale were going to star in the film. Laura Teruzzo was announced as the director and that Teruzzo would rewrite the film from an original script from Alison Peck. So a little bit of changes to the script. Then we jump to July of 2019 where Drew Ray Tanner, Michelle Bateau and Jordan Fisher joined the cast and it was announced that Netflix had picked the film up for distribution. Uh, they also said on that day that Carpenter would serve as an executive producer. Hit Netflix on the 7th of August, 2020. I was filmed in and around Toronto, Canada from June 19, 2019 through to August the 3rd of 2019. And then hit Netflix and uh, it was the top watched film in its debut weekend before it dropping to fifth place in the second weekend. So a few eyeballs on the first week sort of dropped off a bit. Uh, sort of, you know, I guess Netflix would be happy that so many people did jump on originally. Um, this film, it does reference a lot of things, um, including... Uh, Beyonce's Homecoming, the Upside Down from Stranger Things, and the Queer Eye for the Straight Guy reboot, which are all Netflix titles. Uh, titles. So a little bit of tie into Netflix uh, throughout this film as well. The tagline for this film was "Dance to Your Own Beat." Yeah, cute, nice. Uh, sort of ties in with my fast flicks as well, I guess. What are the translations around the world for this one? Uh, in Spanish, it's called "Work It to the Rhythm of Dreams." Nice, yeah, inspirational. In Portuguese, it's called Imperfect Dancer. Uh, not bad, but we sort of, I don't know if that's sort of the right title. Hungarian, it's called To a Different Rhythm. That's all right. Polish, it's called Dance It Out. Sure. Russian, called Step by Step. Chinese, it's called Dance Dream. And in Vietnamese, it's called Can Man Dancer. Not sure. Not sure what that means. But anyway, uh, good, good range of titles around the world. Now, this did actually jump onto the award list of the 2021 Reframe Stamp winner list for narrative and animated features. So we see that quite a bit uh, with a lot of these films during 2020 when uh, most of the world was in lockdown. What are the critics and audiences saying about this film? So on Rotten Tomatoes, actually sits at 85%. That's fresh on 27 reviews. So quite positive. Audience has it at 77%. That's a more than 250 rating. So still positive. Sits at a 6.1 out of 10 on IMDb on 15,000 ratings. Letterboxd a little bit lower, 2.5 out of 5 on 30,000 ratings. It's actually been logged by about 47,000 people. Metacritic sits at a 58 on 9 critic reviews. That puts it in the yellow section. And the audience, it sits at a 7.2 on 31 reviews. So that's, that's green. That's real positive. 
I did have a Netflix percentage match for this one. Netflix said that I'd be about a 57% match on this film, so uh, sort of on the lower end, but what were my early th thoughts? Um, I, th I think you really need to like dance to enjoy this film like to its fullest. But in saying that, there's still some good moments to enjoy in this, so not an absolute disaster from me. Um, let's talk about the, the characters in this film. So we'll start off with Quinn. Quinn's our, our main character. She's this high-achieving student who dreams of going to study at Duke because her dad went there. He's passed away, and she thinks it would mean the world to her mum, Maria, if she went there to sort of honour her father, I guess. Um, and, you know, mum talks about med school. But maybe this is what she wants. A, but we don't really get to hear what Quinn wants, I guess. And that's probably a little bit of an issue with the character when we don't know whether she actually wants to go to study or she's just doing it for other people. I mean, she does all the right things, Quinn. She volunteers her time with seniors. She runs clubs. She helps out with the school dance team, all these things. And, and it sort of shows her motivations, I guess, that she doesn't give up. She's very focused. Um, but she does need to learn to loosen up a little bit. Uh, we sort of um, see the opposite in her... Her best friend, Jazz, um, she's got this dream of, of going to the New York Dance Academy. She's happy to sort of go with the flow and, and, and they sort of, you know, their friendship feels real on the screen, I guess. Um, the sort of villain or the, the head of the Mean Girls uh, is this guy called Juilliard and his attitude and his cattiness is just so self-centered um, because he wants to set himself up too for the best chance at making this New York dance school as well. And like I said, he's almost the villain of this film. Pretty uh, soft villain, really. Uh, <laughs> We do have Trinity and Brit, they're sort of um, Juilliard's little mean girl posse and they, they're just there for cattiness and, and horribleness. Um, the, 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 love, the love interest in this film is Jake. Jake Taylor, who's this uh, famous dancer that went to Quinn's school. He had a career-ending injury um, and Quinn's job, I guess, is to get him back involved, um, to help him get over his own dance demons too and to support her in or learning how to dance. So, um, yeah. Um, then we sort of got all these sidekicks that we see in teen films, like this crew, I guess, of um, misfits that um, Quinn gets together. So there's like Raven, who's this goth. We've got Chris, who's a soccer player. This DJ tapes guy who likes to play music. Robbie J, who does karate. And then Priya, who's, um, I guess, the only sort of one out of this group who's got any more than a fleeting glance. Um, and she's used for her jokes because of her ability to be popular on social media, I guess. Um, so they're the characters. The director, Laura Taruzzo, 16 directing credits. Lots of shorts, um, feature films include a film called Fits and Starts, Good Girls Get High, and then there's the 2023 film called About My Father, which stars Robert De Niro. So um, on the up, I guess, uh, from what we see. And as we see with a lot of Netflix original films, often um, directors that are sort of getting their start. All right, let's talk about some scenes. What are some scenes that I enjoyed in this one? I think that um, this, to start off, you know, the group decides, as the group gets together, Quinn's got this misfit of, of kids all together to help her sort of start her own dance team. They get together and realize they need to perform in front of an audience. Uh, so they go to this old person's home that Quinn volunteers at and uh, they manage to get this one old guy to watch and then he like sort of falls asleep. So that's humorous in that, but he's actually dead. And that's even funnier because they drag his body out in a body bag on a stretcher. That just made me laugh. I thought that was funny. Um, the first uh, dance of the group to qualify, they're, you know, they're all in these nursing home uniforms, uh, which is funny. And they do okay. And then at the end, they sort of say, you know, at least no one died this time. So that was funny. Um, and then also the team that they're competing against. Um, one of the guys in that dance group has an erection. And that was funny. Uh, but it also meant that the team was automatically, like Quinn's team automatically qualified because he was supposed to be wearing some sort of belt to keep it tucked in. So I thought that was humorous. Um, as much as Quinn listening to TED Talks every morning was super lame, I did think that it was good that they used it to show change in her because we see, you know, one morning she gets up and listens to music instead and, and dances outside of the house and, and sort of shows the change in her character. So I like that. Uh, Quinn quits the group at one stage and 
I like that Jazz, her friend, actually stood up against her and said, you know, you've lost a friend. Um, and then Priya, I mentioned before, the, the social media queen, she's sort of just sitting there uploading it to Instagram. So that was funny. As lame as it was, the old lady in the nursing home doing this little motivational speech telling Quinn that, you know, she shouldn't be reading textbooks on a Friday night. She should be with her friends. Uh, and then looks at all the old people living there and says, you know, they're all smart. They've done things, but they all end up in the same place in the end. And, you know, living... Um, and, and being with your friends, the fun times, they're the, the things with friends and that you're going to remember in life, not textbooks. So I thought that was good. Um, the montage of the dance team preparing with all their different costumes. Wasn't a huge fan, but they're in the retirement home. And um, the old lady the cut wakes up, she gets woken from bed and she just comes out and she's like, turn that shit up and dances with them. I thought that was funny. Uh, finally... Uh, Quinn is trying to apologize to Jazz, trying to you know get her back in the team, and they're in the bathroom or the restrooms, and um, she keeps Jazz keeps using the hand dryer to cut not Quinn off from speaking. I thought that was funny too. So a couple of good moments that I enjoyed. Unfortunately, there are a few things I didn't like too. I think that the opening voiceover from Quinn, um, I think she said that Albert Einstein once said that dancers are the athletes of God, and Kim Kardashian once said that lighting is everything. As head of the AV club, I agree. I was like, that's such a poor way to start the film. Just sort of, you know, set you off. Oh no, this is another one of those teen films. But I don't know, we'll forget that. Uh, Quinn, at one stage, she sits in the library and stares at, there's one of those motivational posters that everyone's seen. It's got the image with the black border and the white text underneath it. And it said, uh, experience in capital letters. It's never too late to try something new. Just laugh out loud moment. So bad. <laughs> Jazz and Juilliard have this dance-off in the schoolyard. Super lame. Um, there's dance montages. There's this one around the park, around the, the town, um, backyards, water fountains, all of Jazz teaching Quinn to dance. Also lame too. The first um, close-up dancing between Quinn and Jake, he sort of grabs her hands, like, follow me, and he falls and hurts himself because of his injury, and she sort of does some acupuncture sort of thing on his knee. Lame, and I think the common theme here is a lot of the dance scenes didn't work for me. Um, there's this, and then we had the same where Quinn's at school, she's just sitting there on her phone or her laptop, literally drooling over almost like this full music video clip of Jake dancing and singing. Uh, horrible. <laughs> uh, Quinn goes to her team to explain to them, hey, you know, I want us to do really well. I'm going to get Jake on board to coach us. And <laughs> Jake is literally just standing around the corner and his head just pops up. That was like so convenient and ridiculous uh, there's this dance scene under a bridge between Quinn and Jake another dance scene between them uh, where he's like you know react to what I do you don't have to control everything let your body do it and then they kiss another lame dance scene <laughs> the mattress shop there's this random mattress shop where the team goes at times uh, and Jazz just it's just for her to sort of um, fantasize over one of the workers and there's this scene where she fantasizes and pretends that he doesn't have a shirt on I just thought that was funny um, Quinn, she's in working at the old people's home, going through one of those moments, and she's like stamping books, which leads to her sort of getting up, you know, into the rhythm, dancing, gaining her beat, then running to Jake's house where they dance together and kiss. Lame. <laughs> Quinn, at the end, to hope that everything goes right, she decides to kneel at her bed and pray, and she prays to Beyonce, and she feels that Queen Bee's light is shining on her. Horrible. And the final dance, it really wasn't that impressive. Um, either was the, the last dance over the credits. So, uh, yeah, for me, I'm guessing it's the, the dance scenes in this that don't work. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some themes, some ideas. Uh, the idea of misfits banding together. You know, it's okay to be yourself. It's okay to express yourself through dance. Um, you know, you can't learn dance through a book. You've got to, you've got to live life and, 
and go with it. Uh, and the idea too of being truthful in this film, you know, in at the start we see Quinn in her interview and to her mum she lies, and you know it's it's okay to not always have to do what adults expect of you. Um, I think that's a really good message. The idea of teamwork too, like I said, these misfits all together um, highlight. You know everyone's own individual talents uh, and the idea of building people up rather than treating people like lower class citizens um, and, and working together. Uh, determination too, we see that through Quinn, you know, doing what you need to be successful or to get what you want really, you've got to have those dreams and those ambitions and, and in doing that too, sometimes you, you've got to make sure that you don't have to be in control all the time. You can let go, you can go with the flow or, or do what feels right or what makes you happy and that, that's a part of taking risks too. So some nice messages for some younger people out there as well. What did I take away from this one? Um, Banger soundtrack. I thought the soundtrack was really good, um, especially the use of um, that Gloria Estefan song, Get On Your Feet. Um, we see songs from Dua Lipa, there's like Break My Heart, there's a Megan Trainer song, that Ooh La La by Goldfrapp. Really good soundtrack, good choices for a dance film. Uh, much better than just you know some generic sort of songs with a beat that actually use songs that people know. So I thought that was really clever. Um, we have a segment called IMDb. Is there anyone on IMDb that we looked up to check out? And for me, I needed to check out the character Ms. Ramirez or Veronica Ramirez. She was sort of the lady at um, college that Quinn sits down with for an interview, I guess. Um, played by Michelle Bateau. Uh, Real familiar face for me. She was in Always Be My Maybe, which we've covered on this show, but most recently that I remember her from was the film with J-Lo um, and Owen Wilson, I think it was, uh, called Marry Me. She um, She's one of the assistants there, so that was a um, good little pickup for me. Questions, ponderings, any thoughts about this one? I think, um, you know, like, realistically, this film is about Quinn, and as I said at the start in her character, we don't really know whether what she wants to do. Does she want to go to college, or does she want to dance? So for me, like, her having to choose between doing well in school and doing well in dance, did she have to choose or could she have done both of these things? I, I don't know and I don't know if it's really answered. Uh, it's just a sort of happy ending that she's got into, or not quite, but she's got the opportunity to go to dance school. What does she actually want? I'd love to know. <laughs> um, if anyone else picked up on what she actually wanted, let me know. But I think we're ready to put this one all together. Um, we give the films a rating out of five. For me, I'm, I'm really torn with this one, I guess, because I feel really harsh not giving this like three out of five because it, it's really a sweet movie for, for the target teen audience. But I just can't get past the idea that it's a dance movie where I probably didn't really like any of the dances, I guess. Um, it's perfect for young teens, but probably not so much for middle-aged men like me. So I'm going to give it a two and a half. Two and a half out of five for me. Not horrible, but it's worth a watch for, for the target audience. We're on socials. We've got X, uh, formerly known as Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Give us a follow. Give us a like if you can. The question, this ties into what I was thinking about. Like, does Quinn really want to go to college? I don't know. I don't think so. I really don't think so. Didn't see any ambition from her, so I'm going to say no. What do you think? Let us know. As always, we're back next week for a new episode. Next week, we've got a 2020 film. It's an Indian Hindi language biographical drama called Gunjan Saksana, The Kargil Girl. It's directed by Shana Sharma and stars Javiv Kapoor, Panka Tripathi, and Angad Betty. So get on board a biographical drama in the Hindi language. I'm excited. Hope you are, as always. Thanks for hanging out and having a listen, and see you next week. Bye.